0: Welcome to Lost Levels Club Welcome to Lost
1: Levels Club
0: Have with me tonight Sir Michael Hello And myself, Tingothy We're a book club for games But not today Today we are going to talk about Apple vs Epic The games of Gamescom Super Mario Brothers' 35th Anniversary and the NVIDIA event. Okay, so let's start with Apple versus Epic.
1: This one, we're going to try and just do it quite quickly, right? Because it turns out there's a lot of other things to talk about. So apologies if this comes off slightly flippant, but what's happened? Apple has a bunch of rules about their app store, one of which is we take 30% of the money, basically, and you're not allowed to let people pay for stuff in your app except via our payment system so we can take our cut epic decided to get a sharp pointy stick and just start poking the sleeping bear and say you know like hey hey we don't want to pay your 30 percent and they put in their what do they what do they call it like epic payment or something some other way to pay and they gave everyone on all platforms basically a 20% cut in the price of buying Fortnite V-bucks. But on Apple you had to pay the original price. So you could pay, you know, you could pay via the Epic payment method or you could pay the official Apple way and just have to pay an extra 20%. And then Apple enforcing their terms of service booted Fortnite off the App Store and wanted to actually revoke all of Epic's developer accounts which had really messed with the Unreal Engine as well but Epic managed to get it before a judge and the judge said no Apple you can't do that so that's the super high level summary of the situation and discuss
0: so right now you cannot play Fortnite on iOS no I don't know what to say. There's just too much to go into. So, I think Epic were being cheeky. Let's start there.
1: Epic were definitely being very cheeky. They were definitely trying to make a big deal out of this. They were definitely trying to cause as much impact as possible and get themselves thrown off the App Store in the flashiest way possible too. Since, I think Apple said to them, hey, just remove your epic payment thing and you can be back on the app store. And they were like, no, don't want to kick us out. You know, And they basically want to sue Apple for antitrust. In fact, a lot of people want to sue Apple for antitrust right now. I heard Facebook try to do a similar thing and say, hey, 30% of this price is actually going to Apple. So for Facebook events, Facebook wanted to put a little message under the payment button to say, 30% 30% of this cost is actually going to Apple. And if you were to book this event on Android, the business would get 30% more. And
0: I know Microsoft can't, you can't have access to xCloud over iOS.
1: Yeah, Apple is Apple is trying to say, oh yeah, Netflix is fine, but games are different. Games are different and we can't review the game, so you're not allowed on our platform. Saying that, I think
0: Apple are right to charge you 30% or charge a fee. Yeah, okay. Charge
1: a fee, yes. 30%, I was going to go, what? 30% is outrageous. So what's the solution? I don't know what the solution is, honestly. I mean, it's a situation that has been brewing for a long, long time. Like, since the launch of the App Store, people have already been you know, talking about this. I mean, you're right. This is actually a really big, complicated topic, and I know you wanted to postpone this to a later app, but I was like, let's just do it anyway. Yeah, this is a big, complicated topic, because, you know, it, it, there's other things that come into it, too, that, like, the whole Apple notarization thing on Mac OS as well, like, there's this... Apple is continually trying to lock down what can run on their operating systems for either security or financial reasons basically and then you know Google can stand up and hand on heart say hey we're not a monopoly on the Android ecosystem you can, you can install your own other app store you can sideload apps all you want you can't do that on an iPhone on iOS you know you have to pay Apple's tax you have to put it on the official app store and if they don't like it you can't have your app go to the masses right there's no other way to distribute it and run it so yeah it's a tough one i i don't think apple's in the right honestly i don't think epic's in the right either this is going to go on for a while there's definitely going to be lawsuits well there's already a lawsuit but how long till they percolate through and we get a result i don't know potential outcomes another store or Apple has to let them in? It's one or the other. I, I I really don't know, honestly. Because yeah, can you man could could they be mandated under antitrust rules to be forced to allow other app stores? Yeah. Or could they be forced to allow sideloading of apps? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, right? I, I to be honest, I don't even really understand antitrust and the implications of it. Other than just going like, oh, they're a big company, antitrust. Like, I, I don't know. So it's a very interesting situation. that's finally come to a head. It's like the whole hey thing, you know, that email app as well. Oh, yes. You know, similar to that. You know, they got kicked off the app store because Apple wanted them to pay 30% when someone subscribed to email. And they were like, but this is just like Netflix. And again, well, email's not the same as Netflix. Email is more like a computer game. Like, what? But there you go. To be honest, the main reason I wanted to talk about this was the slightly ironic situation with Fortnite. Like, I played Fortnite a little while back. And when I booted up the game, well, Apple has a famous advert that they made a long time back where it's basically like a scene from the you know the novel 1984 where there's a load of people being indoctrinated and watching like this giant screen where you know big brother is telling them what to think and then this woman runs in and hurls a hammer at the screen and like frees them all and it's like you know let apple show you why 1984 won't be like 1984 and upon firing up Fortnite, i had this unskippable propaganda video that was basically a send-up of that Apple advert where you're watching all these people being indoctrinated and then a Fortnite character runs in and throws a sparkly meteor hammer and blows up the screen and frees them all and it's like free Fortnite. But it felt ironic that the way that they were getting their message across was to show me an unskippable propaganda video about people being brainwashed by unskippable propaganda videos.
0: I've been at BioWare for a really long time, so I've got to see it grow up and turn from a, from a company of 35 people to a company of more than 300 people. There's amazing people in the industry. There's amazing stories to be told with other people. I love that character so much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're very experimental here at BioWare. So we're always coming up with new stuff. Uh
0: <laughs> we're always trying to improve, innovate, and bring new characters to life for our players and fans to enjoy. world of Dragon Age really has got it all. Gamescom. Gamescom Rapid Fire! Stories, so, we're going to just pick out our personal highlights and we're just going to talk about them. So let's start with the Dragon Age 4 first look and behind the scenes trailer. I really thought Dragon Age was going to be the future of CRPGs. Why would you think that? Because Bioware created Baldur's Gate. Because they created Neverwinter. Neverwinter Nights. And Dragon Age Origins was really good, which is something you agree with.
1: (laughs) Since when did I agree with that? I'm sorry, I've just got the Star Wars prequel meme in my head of Obi-Wan going, you were meant to be the chosen one, but then you did the same exact structure as Mass Effect and I couldn't take you seriously. I never finished Dragon Age, you know. Just because it just felt like Mass Effect, but with a fantasy skin. It was the same, like, here are four missions, you can do them in any order, and then we'll unlock the final one for you. I I didn't finish Dragon Age,
0: either. And you've made a note here that you liked the Fade. I I hated the
1: Fade. Oh, I I should clarify. I liked the lore of the Fade, like, as a concept. The actual gameplay of the Fade section, yeah, allow that. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad we got there. Next, one for you. Wait, 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 wait! You said nothing about Dragon Age Four. Is there anything to say about Dragon Age Four anyway? Just they just said there's going to be a fourth one.
0: They've just said there's going to be a fourth one.
1: They showed some concept art. They show some voice actors doing voices. We've both played the first Dragon Age. Have either of us played any of the others? Nope, I've just read about how bad they are. (laughs) So, why pick this one? But aspirationally, you think this Um, one will be good and you'd like to play it.
0: I've just come off Baldur's Gate 2. I'm ready for a Bioware RPG.
1: At some point, we need to have a recap of what we've been playing. So, you can talk about finally finishing Baldur's Gate 2 after like (laughs) five years. (laughs) But okay, so the dream is alive, right? Maybe Dragon Age 4 will be...
0: Because Borders Gate 3, I don't think, is the same.
1: Okay, we move on. We should move on. We should move on. One for you. So, there was more footage and more information about Star Wars Squadrons. And it's basically exactly everything I said I wanted. So, it's literally a 2020 graphics version of the original X Wing. And Tie Fighter, you know, there's an Imperial campaign, there's a Rebel campaign. You have all the fiddle with the energy levels in your ship and rebalance it between shields, weapons, engines. You can literally rebalance your shields and say, okay, emphasize the front or the rear, or you know, equally balance what I've got left around the ship. There's loads of different ship classes. There's loads of different weapons. You can target subsystems. It's exactly what I said I wanted. So. Yay. Does that mean you'll get it? I don't know. I mean, this might be one of those games that like, this is exactly what I said I wanted. I'm not going to buy it, though. <laughs> I don't know. I never actually owned x or TIE Fighter. I was actually too young and didn't own a computer when those games were like current. So I just played them a bit on a cousin's computer that had no sound card. So like I have memories of those games, but I never really got that into them. But I, I thought they were really cool. So yeah, maybe this is my opportunity to actually play one. We'll see. There's so many other things to play. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War trailer.
0: This was just a, a CGI. This is just a cinematic. I was just impressed by the faces and the skin. Did you, did George's you trailer? I did watch this trailer. It's just a briefing. I think it's just a mission briefing, if I'm honest. But at least I know what they're spending their money on.
1: Am I meant to be impressed?
0: Sorry, that was just so derogatory.
1: (laughs) It's fine.
0: You can be impressed. You don't have to be impressed. You can be impressed. You can let yourself be impressed.
1: I'm curious how it's going to connect to Warzone. Because they did say the battle royale mode for this is still warzone right right or at least that was implied i have no idea how that's going to work because the gunplay will be slightly different
0: you, you imagine multiplayer in, in black ops versus warzone it, the gunplay is going well, to be slightly yeah. different right
1: that's that's the thing that's why i'm curious is it just gonna is warzone going to actually end up being like 400 gigs you know, after this, because it has to include all of the Black Ops stuff as well. Like, how big does Warzone have to get before even I say, this is too much, I'm uninstalling this? I don't think you will. Well, that's a story for the next episode. Yep. Okay, I want to talk a bit about Genshin Impact, which is the game everyone was saying was a knockoff of Breath of the Wild, and like, I don't dispute visually it definitely has a lot of similarities to breath of the wild but but more anime yeah well yeah people are going oh it's just it's a bit more anime but it's basically breath of the wild like well yes and no i mean it's got the same kind of color palette and it has the same kind of like look in terms of like shaders i guess but i don't know i don't think you can just dismiss it that easily The gameplay, I think, is pretty different. Like You've got four characters. It seems more fast-paced. Your weapons don't explode every five minutes. It's free-to-play? That's the most bizarre thing. I have no idea how that's going to work. Unless you just get microtransaction to death.
0: So it's an MMO.
1: Is it an MMO?
0: It's free-to-play. That doesn't mean MMO, though. Okay, sorry. But they'll be levelling... A lot of leveling. Infinite grinding. There'll be probably lots of timers. (laughs)
1: Timers, numbers popping out of enemies. I don't know. I mean, I I just think it was interesting because this game just seems to be getting dismissed as a Chinese knockoff of Breath of the Wild. And it's just like do people just say that because it's come from China? You know, I I just find it strange that there's literally no respect for Chinese game devs. But that equally, there's like no AAA games I can think of that have come from China either. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it looks quite good. Although I don't really like the anime-ness of it. I think it does gel a bit weirdly and the gameplay looks a bit like I wouldn't enjoy it. Just because it looks a bit too silly. I don't know. But I just find it funny that it just gets dismissed as a Breath of the Wild clone. Because... Other than some superficial similarities, it doesn't really look that close. I want to talk about
0: The Sims 4 Journey to Batu. Batu. This is a Star Wars story driven expansion pack for The Sims. This is the second expansion pack that's got story content. I think this is a genius idea, I think this is really clever.
1: What was the first story content expansion pack?
0: Strangerville? I think you have to explore the mysteries of a strange town and work out the sort of the core mystery.
1: Well, that's intriguing. I didn't realize there was a story attached to this. I mean, I watched the trailer, but I can't remember. I didn't do any background reading about this at all. I haven't played The Sims since The Sims Two, but you know, you understand the concept of The Sim. You understand the The,
0: the Sims concept, and then you, you think about as a designer, how would you smash that into Star Wars? That's an interesting problem
1: or idea. Well, yeah, you. I mean, you could just put a load of Star Wars stuff in, which is what I thought this was. I didn't realise there was the story element that's interesting is it is it also themed after the galaxy's edge zone in the theme park like in disney cuz when i was watching the trailer there were bits of it that really looked to me like the layout was the same as you know the disney parks zone that's
0: what i've read yes
1: yeah so i think that's another great <laughs> that's another merch opportunity as well Have you played The Sims 4? No. Would you get it? Or you just think this is a
0: great idea? I think it's a great idea. If someone got it for me, I'd play it. I wouldn't buy it, though. I have played The Sims 3. But Sims 4 on release was missing a lot of features, so I
1: steered clear. Mm. Yeah, I heard it got some mixed feedback from the
0: community. I have it free on... I have it free on PlayStation, and I have it free on
1: Origin. The Sims 4? Yeah. Free? Yeah, free. Did I forget to claim it at some point? Did
0: I forget to tell you? It's even worse. Or do I have it too? I think you have it already. You just have too many.
1: I genuinely have no idea what games I own anymore, it's true. Okay. Interesting. Yep. so I'm hoping...
0: They do more crossovers. I'm sure there are some crossovers that would totally trigger me and I'll buy
1: it. Yeah, I was expecting you to say that the first story expansion was a Harry Potter based one or something. Though it seems like J.K. Rowling is persona non grata at the moment, so maybe they wouldn't do that. Although having said that, if it was the first one, it would have been in the past and that would have been fine. Anyway, who knows? Whatever.
0: There, there is a Harry Potter one, but I don't think it's story based.
1: Okay. Yeah, okay. You know what? Just Give me a ridiculous example for a story-based one. Go.
0: Oh, I want to do like a, a football one for some reason. That's the first thing I've got. That's all I've got.
1: Oh, that's cool. I like it. You, no, I you, sh- you should start out as like an impressionable young person in like a shack. And then you get signed by a big club and suddenly you're just showered with like outrageous sums of money. And you've got to deal with it. Yep. And you get a footballer's
0: wife and it's all high drama.
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you can have a fake documentary made of your life. Okay. Yeah, great. I love it. We should move on. Alright. A weird one next. I think we should talk about this one just because it's important. Not because I'm actually that interested in the game. So to get some things out of the way, I have never played Ratchet and Clank, unfortunately. And I'm not intending to buy a PS five at the moment, but Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, the gameplay footage for this on PS5 was... Well, it was showing things that could not be done on previous gen, and could not be done on PC, interestingly, as well. So there's a section in the footage where Ratchet is just flying through these purple rifts and it loads a completely different area in maybe a couple of seconds like a completely different area that on a PS4 would have taken probably like two minutes to load Right in two seconds and you probably could do it on PC but it would have to be a pretty high end PC with a very fast SSD like you could not guarantee that you could just run this game on anyone's PC and be able to do that without like a sudden pause and like two minutes of load time so, yeah, I, I thought it looked good. You know, it was extremely detailed. It had crazy shaders and ray tracing all over the place. Plus this incredibly fast loading. So, you know, so fast that there was no loading screen. It literally just played a short, like, general like transition screen of, like, going into the weird portal rift zone and then popping out the other side. But those
0: those transitions didn't have any gameplay impact. They were just changing zones, changing levels.
1: Yeah, well, it was just eye candy. It was just to show that they can do this now. But do you not think that's impressive? <laughs> You're just like... No. Yeah, but so what? Just think like the possibilities. When they do, it's in
0: the 3D movies where they have to show a fork spinning into your face because... That's right. That's they exactly can. what I mean, it is. Well.
1: You're right. This is the... <laughs> This is the load times equivalent of a 3D movie having a long, pointy object being waved in your face to go, Ooh, it's 3D. I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of possibilities. I mean, let's, yeah, you're right. Let's not, let's not go into it right now. But I thought it was an interesting demonstration of the new tech and the first real demonstration we've seen. It's more interesting that you're impressed. Okay. And then finally, When I was scrolling through the list of Gamescom games, I saw a game called 12 Minutes. And I was like, what's this? And then it was described as a short time loop game published by Annapurna Interactive. And I was like, I love time loop games published by Annapurna Interactive. Sign me up. I mean, it's got some big names attached to it as well, right? It's got James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley and Willem Dafoe. So those are some big Hollywood names. That's it. I, I know very little else about it. How how do you think it'll work? Do you think
0: each section is broken down into 12 minutes, or do you think the whole thing will play out
1: in 12 minutes? Because a lot does happen. I really don't know. I'm assuming it's gonna be there's 12 minutes and you die at the end or something. You know, the synopsis I read said the door opens and a cop bursts in and accuses your wife of murder, and then you get beaten to death. I was like, wait, what? It just sounds crazy. You're given the impression that he knows of the
0: previous time loops so he has prior knowledge.
1: I have no idea how they're going to justify the time loop in this game. I don't think they will. Or whether it's just you as the omniscient player who can just sandbox it and see what happens in the 12 minutes that you're allowed to see.
0: I think James McAvoy is in it. In, he knows he's trapped in a time loop. I think it's going to be like Edge of Tomorrow.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: It's 2020. It's going to be soon. That's all I had from Gamescom. That's plenty. That's plenty. Hello, everyone. This year marks the 35th anniversary of the original release of the Super Mario Brothers game. And today, we will be announcing upcoming Super Mario games and products that will be released by Spring 2021. Okay, here we go. Here's a classic way to play Super Mario Brothers. The original Super Mario Brothers, which made its debut on NES in 1985, can now be played on this special Game & Watch system. A plus control pad is included. Ooh. Super Mario Brothers 35th anniversary. I've taken so much stick from you about this. It's insane. <laughs> I
1: was like, they better announce it sooner. It's going to have to be the 36th anniversary. Like, I was like, uh, is this really happening? Come on, is this really happening? And then, like, literally. 20 minutes before we were supposed to record this podcast, Nintendo Direct dropped out of nowhere for this. So did you know before I told you? What's funny is that I was cooking. So of course I was like watching YouTube while cooking. And I was going to watch the new Carl Sagan 42 (laughs) video. But then YouTube recommended me the Nintendo Direct. And I was like, what? So I watched it while cooking dinner. Okay. Which I left to 20 minutes before we were meant to record. That was a disaster in itself. But yeah, so this is hot off the presses. These are our literal impressions after having watched the direct. Because it came out like for us an hour ago, basically.
0: Okay. Should we run through it? Yeah, let's go through. You you should start. I'm I'm
1: not familiar with the Game & Watch. Yeah, so, I mean, the Direct opened with a 35th anniversary Game & Watch, and Game & Watch used to be this, like, series of handhelds with terrible, bleepy-bloopy bad LCD games, but you know, when you're a tiny kid in the 80s, this seems amazing to you, like, you know, I can tell you, like, I really wanted one of these when I was young. In fact, I think I did eventually get one. Were they all the same design? The original Game and Watch series were basically all the same design of like a single screen, and you know, some buttons and one of those really old school, you know, black and grey LCDs that could that could display a very limited number of images that were kind of like already burned into it. So. Yeah, seeing this Game & Watch that plays Super Mario Brothers and The Lost Levels is kind of mind-blowing, because the thing is, like, I actually kind of know it's not new technology. I've actually seen an iPhone case that has basically a NES built into the back of it. So, I know these things can be super small and consume very little power. So, you know, maybe I shouldn't be impressed, but I just can't help think back to, you know, when I was like six or something and I saw an actual Game & Watch with the super lame screen and the terrible bleepy bloopy noises and wanting one. And now seeing this, you know, which basically seems to have a beautiful screen and play Super Mario Brothers. It's just like, like, you know, I just imagine... Wow, imagine going back in time and handing one of these to, like, six-year-old me or something. It would be amazing. So that's out November 13th as, like, a limited edition thing. I bet they're all going to get bought up and be put on eBay for, like, triple the price in, like, five minutes.
0: What can I play on this thing? Just
1: Super Mario Bros. and Super Mario Bros. The Lost Levels. And that's it. Yeah, I, you know what? I bet people will hack it because it must just be a NES emulator internally, surely. I
0: guess it can't play too much. Otherwise, it's an, a new handheld.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is kind of pointless buying this thing, honestly, because, like, if I wanted to play <laughs> Super Mario Brothers on the go, I've got a Switch, right? I've got a Switch plus innumerable other devices I could probably play. You know, I could just buy that iPhone case for, like, a tenner, right? So this is not a sensible purchase But I just think it looks really cool
0: Next Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury So this is out next year Feb 2021 So this is the Wii U game Is this the
1: only 3D Mario on, from the Wii U? I think so, yes It's the one with the cat suit. So there's really no reason to buy Wii U now? I guess not, because all of the big Wii U games are now on Switch. I'm probably forgetting one. I'm probably forgetting one. It's like ripe for YouTube comments where they're like, am I a joke to you? But (laughs) I I think that's all the big ones finally now on Switch, yes.
0: Yeah, if you don't want to count Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD, I think we're we're there.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, those are both remakes of previous-gen games, right? So Exactly. they're not really Wii U games. At least that's my argument. I'm sticking to it. I, I agree with your argument. Bowser's Fury? I'm guessing it must be DLC? Or an expansion of some sort? Yes. More levels. More challenges. I would like to play this. I mean, I haven't played the other Wii U Mario game. So... I guess both Wii U Mario games will be available on Switch. So I just need to play them at some point. And then the next one. Mario 35. So obviously it's a riff on 35th anniversary. It's basically Tetris 99, but with Mario. I mean, it's, it's a Mario Battle Royale. I'm so confused. Is it 35 or is it 99? If you know what I'm asking. It's 35. Yeah, it's you versus you know it's you versus thirty five other Mario's, and the interface looks a lot like Tetris ninety nine, including the way you target which other players to attack. So the stick is you know when you defeat an enemy, that enemy gets sent to another player's playthrough, and you've got to be the last Mario standing. Is it existing
0: levels or new levels?
1: That, I don't know. It looked like existing levels, but I got to admit, I wasn't watching too closely. And given that this whole thing only came out, you know, just before we started recording, I haven't had time to really look at it and think about it in great detail. The thing I think is funny is that we already had a Mario Battle Royale, obviously not made by Nintendo, and it got cease and desisted. So it was like playing the browser right? I can't remember it was literally just called Mario Battle Royale. And I think that was like 99 other Marios. It was like 100 to 1. Anyway, we've got an official one now. The thing that I was worried about this one, right, is it's available October 1st until March 31st 2021. So this is a limited time availability game. Is it a freebie? It's a freebie with Nintendo Switch Online. So, like Tetris 99 where you get it for free if you're a Switch Online subscriber.
0: Moving on. Mario
1: Kart Live
0: Home Circuit, which is RC Mario Kart with
1: AR. This is kind of amazing. This is very amazing. This is definitely like future tech, right? Like This is something that wouldn't have been possible a few years ago, and now we're just throwing it around like it's nothing in a kid's toy. I don't have much
0: experience with kids' toys or even like remote control cars. I'm sure someone has put a a cam on a remote control car and let you control it from that perspective. But obviously, this has AR as well, which makes it much more impressive.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've seen DJI, you know, like the drone company sells like a little remote controlled tank actually because it shoots little pellets as well and you can you know program it and stuff so like i i guess i have seen a little remote like that that you can like plug into your phone and and play it from your phone with that perspective but yeah the ar stuff on this looked really cool like you literally put down some gates and then drive around to define where the track is and then drive around that track versus other well it looked like there's a mario kart and a luigi car you can race two carts in real life and then there were also like augmented reality yeah cpu racers driving around as well and piranha plants and other obstacles and their weapons as well so you could fire a
0: red shell at someone and that if you hit them they would stop which was
1: a neat way to do it yeah i i just i i thought this was amazing I mean, I don't Man, think I'd buy you know, it. You talk about <laughs>
0: you talk about six-year-old Mike getting game and watch. I'm thinking about six-year-old Tink getting this 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 car. This would, oh, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I really wouldn't. I really yeah. just jump out the window. This out of excitement.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's re- it looked really cool. I wonder if it's really as good as it looks in this trailer, or whether the real experience is like this janky choppy you know ghosting weird doesn't line up properly mess but in this trailer it looked really crisp you know and the AR looked like really well like locked to reality so these carts are out October 16th so again pretty soon in time for Christmas obviously Okay, and then there were a bunch of filler announcements. So we got stuff like, hey, there's going to be an event in Splatoon. So rude,
0: so rude,
1: so rude. (laughs) I'm sorry. Shall we do a detailed analysis of Mario 35th Anniversary Monopoly and Mario 35th Anniversary Jenga? Just don't don't call them filler
0: announcements. Don't use the word filler.
1: And then there were a bunch of tie-in product announcements that were very important and I was very excited for. Like the Puma Mario Trainers and Animal Crossing Mario Furniture. And then back to games. Oh, I thought you were going to wear the black milk dress. Oh, no. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Let's move on. Mario All-Stars is out today on Nintendo Switch Online. How does this differ to
0: what we already have on Switch Online? I'm so confused by the Mario games.
1: Yeah, I guess (laughs) it's a good question, actually, because I think we probably already have Super Mario Bros., The Lost Levels, Super Mario Bros. 2, like, you know, Doki Doki Panic, the American one, Super Mario 3, and Super Mario World already. I mean, Super Mario World SNES and the other ones are on the NES, obviously. But super mario all-stars is just basically those games again well actually super mario world was added to super mario all-stars later so i guess they're not going to bother doing that again because it would be redundant so the original super mario all-stars was mario one lost levels two and three but super nintendo versions of those NES games i mean you're right it's kind of pointless i guess I mean, I think really it was just an excuse and a good segue for them to then go into the real thing, which is Super Mario 3D All-Stars. So this is a thing that was rumoured all along and we finally got it. It is Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario Galaxy. But not Galaxy 2. Which is fine. This is expected. So this is what you wanted, right? Yep, this
0: is exactly what I wanted. This is what I expected. And you can finally play Super Mario Galaxy in HD. But I'm still expected
1: to use the waggle controls, I think. Yeah, this is perplexing. I hadn't picked up on this, but you said that in the trailer you can see them... What, exactly? The star pointer.
0: It's still flicked around, and it's just hovering in some annoying part of the screen you can see they've there's no control over where the star pointer is and also there's a in one of the videos i watched it shows the the controller inputs in the bottom right so you can see they're holding it no i'm not sure i'm they're flicking it
1: that's what they're doing i mean are they playing with two joy cons undocked and yes, they're they flicking are. the joy con yes do it?
0: but that's how you hold joy cons also right so it's not as incriminating as you
1: think yeah, exactly. It it could be either way. I mean, if it's like you can't use the Pro Controller and you've got to waggle the controller to do that, they'll be like, Nintendo, have you learned nothing from the past, you know, decade plus? Like, no one likes motion controls. Or, no one likes being forced to use motion controls. If it's still there as an option, cool, but... exactly. Yeah, the Star Pointer is interesting. How will they do that? Because... In the original version, obviously, yeah, you pointed the Wiimote at the screen and you could use it to pick up star bits. But, I don't know, what would you do this time? Right stick? Just give me all the star bits. Oh, sorry, what? Just give me all the star bits. <laughs> Just automatically. They can't do that. That's cheating.
0: Okay, fine. No, give me I, 80% of the star I,
1: bits. This is... or oh, 60%. This all happens
0: when I don't do it myself.
1: I, I think having it controlled by the right stick would be interesting, although... Ideally, you'd want that to be used for the camera. Although, I I don't think... Well, I guess you didn't control the camera last time, so you could do it for that. Or just gyroscopic controls. I think that could work fine. You know, like in Breath of the Wild and Splatoon, you can use the Pro Controller with gyro controls. So maybe you can just control it gyroscopically. I think that would actually be quite good as well. Anyway, we don't have long to wait since it's out September 18th. That's like two weeks away.
0: Much sooner by the time you hear this.
1: Yeah, you're right. By the time you hear this, it'll be like tomorrow or something, probably. But the surprising thing is they said, you know, it's going to be a limited run physical release. And I was like, okay. And there's an and digital release, which is just perplexing. So apparently, it's only available until the 31st of March 2021. It's like, this. This is bizarre. This just seems like trying to drive up demand via artificial scarcity. Like, why would you do this? Well, I, mean, I just say why well, you do it to drive up demand via artificial scarcity. But <laughs> this is a terrible thing to do. This is just rude. I
0: don't feel sh- I don't feel too strongly about this. They can do what they like.
1: Mm, I mean, well, they can do what they like. I just want you know what I mentioned earlier those, you know Super Mario All Stars, and then there were Super Mario All Stars Plus. Super Mario World Like, Will there be a Super Mario 3D All-Stars And then Super Mario 3D All-Stars Plus Galaxy 2 later on I hope so You can buy it again <laughs> I hope so <laughs> But you're going to get this right 100% Yeah, After all the talk about it You'd better get
0: this Is this full price? It's a full price game right?
1: It's full price oh. Okay so I'm going to get it Are you going to get it? I don't know, man. There's so many other things to play. I mean, I did really like Mario 64. It's been a long time since I played Sunshine as well. It might be quite nice to play Sunshine again. I'll I'll definitely think about it. I'll definitely think about it.
0: You really don't like the 3D Mario games. What? Are you
1: kidding? I love the 3D Mario games. Relative to the 2D ones, you absolutely adore the 2D ones. This is a whole topic for that could spiral into a long discussion but the 3d ones are in an awkward place because in my mind which is probably horribly tainted by rose tinted glasses etc super mario 64 is the best one but super mario 64 has probably aged terribly and upon replaying it i'll probably discover it's definitely not the best one so i do really like the 3d ones but i think they're also harder to recommend than the 2d ones like i really think super mario world is an absolute masterpiece whereas super mario 64 is also a masterpiece but it was just amazing for its time like i don't think it holds up now in the same way that mario world still does Lastly, NVIDIA. They probably haven't used that jingle for for years. But if you play old games, it's still there. So NVIDIA announced their new generation of graphics cards. Which, if you're a PC gamer, is a big deal. So they announced the 3070, the 3080, and the 3090... Should we go through each one? Go ahead. So let's start with the
0: 3070. It's going to be as fast as the 2080 Ti. And it's going
1: to retail at $500 US. Which is a big deal because a 2080 Ti was like over $1,000. I think it was like $1,200-ish. It was a lot of money.
0: Yeah. So this is going to be half the price of that. And... Slightly faster, so on paper, is the thirty seventy is going to be more powerful than next gen consoles? And I also feel like this is this is the perfect time for the for the announcement to get in front of the consoles. Or do you think Nvidia does not care?
1: Yeah, I don't know if they care actually. I mean, maybe they're just trying to stick the knife into AMD because. The new consoles are using AMD chips and NVIDIA is just like, la la la, we're twice as good. Because, you know, it's pretty much twice. I mean, even this, which is the lowest end card that was announced today, is, you know, ballpark. Double the performance of the new consoles. You know, I mean, like, who knows how it's going to exactly shake out because of drivers and operating systems and blah 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 but like the raw teraflops number which is arguably meaningless but whatever for these cards you know even this 3070 is what 20 something and what did we say the ps5 and xbox series x are what 10 to 12 ish yep so on paper this card absolutely destroys the new consoles which you Bloody well hope so, considering it costs as much as the console on its own. But, you know, that's just the lowest end card that was announced today. So the next one up, the 3080, just even bigger numbers. Even
0: bigger numbers, <laughs> starting with the price. <laughs> 699 US dollars, 10 gigs of GDDR6X memory, and it's going to clock in at point. Eight teraflops,
1: so that's basically fifty percent more than the thirty seventy. Again, ballpark ish. the The actual numbers that have been floating around, you know, they're showing that. Well, I mean, obviously, I was most interested in it compared to my previous card. So I, ha- I had a ten eighty Ti, and now I have a twenty seventy Super, and both of those cards are basically equivalent. So this thirty eighty, I think, is eighty to ninety percent faster than those cards. And, you know, the, the card I've got already is already basically running everything at generally more than 60 frames per second at high settings. So this card is ridiculous. Yeah, so you're running things at 1440 at the moment, right? I'm running things at 1440 at about 60-ish frames per second. But it would be good to get more headroom and also get new monitors so I can run things at high refresh rate. Yeah, or you can run things at 4K. Yeah. But I'm not sure I'd really want to get a 4K monitor. I do I think you know, 120 FPS at 1440p is a better thing to be aiming for. For PC gaming. Agreed. So, you know, this is this is the card that I would be looking at. But I'm guessing it's going to be impossible to get your hands on one, especially in Hong Kong, for a while.
0: Well, you could always get the 3090.
1: <laughs> for people with more money than sense, Or,
0: I don't know. I don't I think, know. Who is this card I, do you for? Not, do you not fall into that category? I'm pretty sure you fall into that category. <laughs> I'm unemployed now. That <laughs> you still have more money than sense. So I you're think, saying I have no sense? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, this car so the 3090 is basically the Titan. Like in, you know, if this was the previous generation, this would be called the Titan. So they've they've rebadged it and now this is called a 3090. And I like the fact that they refer to it as the BFGPU, which is obviously a riff on the BFG from Doom, which obviously stands for well, you know what it stands for. Yeah. Three slots.
0: That's not what it stands for, but it's going to occupy three slots. This card just seems silly. And it's going to cost 1500 1400 What's the right number? $1,500 US dollars.
1: 24 gigs of RAM. I think they're saying this card is really aimed at, you know, content creators and stuff like people who need to do 4K video and render well and render out crazy stuff. You know, like that's the only reason you'd need that much memory. I thought they were running things at 8K. Well, this card can run things at 8K. Right. So if you want to play stuff at 8K, 60 frames per second, this is the card for you. But who does that? (laughs)
0: It was so interesting. In the demo, they couldn't even show you the video, so they just showed you streamers playing games in the game. Who
1: were those streamers? <laughs> were they real streamers? I mean, like when they say I we got some streamers, like you, you could, like, could you classify me <laughs> as a streamer? Like, oh, I have no following, but you know, I do stream things sometimes. So, am I a streamer? I, I don't know. I mean, it's true. I don't watch that much Twitch. Maybe they're famous, but. I would feel like if they were famous, they would have said who they were.
0: Oh, they didn't say who they were.
1: I didn't I didn't see it say who they were. They were just like, so we got some streamers to do reaction vids. We got some people who could look surprised and film them. I thought it was quite gratuitous. I thought that was completely unnecessary. I mean, who are the people who are excited for this presentation? I don't think they need to be patronized in that way with like we got some streamers to do a reaction of looking at something in 8k I don't know maybe it's just me
0: it's true it's just so interesting they have this problem where they can't show the content that they
1: Like because you can't stream 8k video right so it would be literally pointless if you're like here's an 8k video oh it's 4k now and probably less than that too most people aren't going to be even streaming at 4k
0: It just shows how ridiculous the card is. It's not necessary at all
1: for playing games, at least. Yeah, it's like for the crazy content creation stuff. You know, like I I don't know if you've seen it. It's actually kind of amazing what they do now. You know, when you if you're using the Nvidia like Quadro cards, like the the really high end cards. So they're like they're kind of similar to the top end gaming cards, but they've got extra features too, like this like Sync Lock port to sync the frame timing to external cameras and external lighting and other stuff and so basically you can rig up your real life cameras and move cameras around in real life and it moves around a virtual scene that's being rendered in real time by the gpu and so they basically use it for green screen and stuff to composite real actors with you know virtual backgrounds and virtual scenes but they're doing it in real time and it's it's kind of amazing so i don't know if this 3090 actually has like the sync port to actually really be used in this way or if they are going to charge even more for that probably even more on some quadro variant of it because i think you know the quadro cards cost like four five thousand us so those are the really top-end cards. Okay. Whereas these were really gaming announcements today.
0: Yep. I have one more NVIDIA question.
1: Where, where is
0: the mid-range nowadays? Have NVIDIA successfully moved the mid-range?
1: What does mid-range even mean? Like, what do you feel it means? Do you have a mid-range card? I thought I had a
0: mid-range card for that generation.
1: Yeah. Okay, so you've got a 1060, right? Yeah. I, I guess that's probably true. I mean, they didn't announce today, but I assume we will see a 3060 and a 3050 as well at some point.
0: To RTX 3050. None of this... GTX 2650 versus... nonsense. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think so, yes. So you think
0: this generation, we're full RTX, no GTX variant?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, the GTX RTX thing was like an artificial thing anyway, right? Like, they called it GTX because it just didn't have the grunt to do ray tracing. But it was still the same core. like It was still the same architecture. And these cards are just so much faster that I, I would expect all of them can do ray tracing. You know, like, we're already talking about The 3070, which is, you know, an enthusiast level card, outperforming basically like the top end card from the previous generation. So I would expect that the 3060, certainly, is going to be better than the 2060, which was still an RTX, I think. Yeah. And thus the 3050 maybe will be comparable to a 2060. Wow. Okay. I don't know. These these cars are just obscenely powerful. It's, it's a really big jump. It's the biggest jump we've had for a long time. I mean, they they actually had some other stuff as well that wasn't directly graphics related. Well, they showed a really cool demo, so they had that real-time ray tracing marbles demo. I don't know if you watched that. I
0: did. That was impressive.
1: Yeah, so there's basically a game which is just like internal only, which is a shame. It'd be interesting to play it, but... Is basically a completely real time Ray traced game That looks pretty amazing Of just like playing with marbles Rolling down a little scene There's This omniverse machinima or something It's basically it can, it can basically do connect Right So kind of interesting I don't know And also like you know The fake green screen effect Where it tries to figure out what's your background And cut it out But hopefully it does a better job at it than, you know, the current software stuff we've got. The most interesting, I think, was the direct storage API. So basically... Well, basically a PC equivalent to what the new consoles have. So the PlayStation super fast storage, the Xbox velocity architecture, you know... Direct storage on PC is basically the equivalent of that. So maybe we could get that Ratchet & Clank, you know, gameplay of like loading new zones really, really fast in a couple of seconds on PC as well. Yeah, so I asked
0: how would this equate on a PC? You know, they were talking about all the decompression hardware that the PS5 had and it's equivalent to, was it nine Zen CPU
1: cores? Is that right? Did I make that up? It was something like that. I mean, Zen CPU cores are lame, but yeah, something like that. So
0: I wondered, you know, what's the PC hardware equivalent? Well, it seems like the hardware is going to be in the GPU. Is that right? Yes. It's like they knew all along.
1: I, I think, well, I mean, yeah, and what can AMD do to compete? It's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. Like, The new consoles, PS5, Xbox Series X, are all powered by AMD chips, but currently leading in the PC space by a massive margin. You know, we've got these new NVIDIA cards that are so far ahead of what you can get from AMD on PC. Plus, they have all this new fancy stuff, like this direct story stuff. They've got, you know, obviously the ray tracing, DLSS, which we didn't even talk about. But, you know, I think DLSS is proprietary to NVIDIA, but it produces amazing results. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know what AMD going to do to compete. Like I think there's been rumored this thing called Big Navi for a long time. But like other than the name, I don't really know what it entails. I'm not sure anyone does, actually. But AMD don't compete.
0: They don't compete at the top end. They've always competed at the sort of mid-range and offered better value. And always, their cards have never been as power-efficient. So I don't think it's that scale- the cards can scale.
1: Do you know what I mean? They can't just force think, more power. Uh, well, AMD did briefly have the single-card performance crown because that was during the era when I switched to AMD. But it was horrifically unstable. Like, my PC ran so much better when I put an NVIDIA card back in it, honestly. Like, when I when I got rid of that 290X and put in the NVIDIA card, yeah, such an improvement. And, yeah, you're right. They, they haven't been close for a long time now. I'm just wondering whether we're going to be constrained again for, like, another five to ten years of console generation you know because people generally aren't making super super high fidelity games for pc right they're targeting the consoles because it's obviously just much more mass market and we've now at the end of this console generation briefly had this burst where we're getting amazing looking pc games coming out because they're targeting the next gen consoles Which, briefly, were equivalent to the top-end PC graphics. But now the top-end PC graphics have shifted significantly again. And the new consoles aren't even out yet, right? So, does this mean for the next 10 years, we're going to be constrained again? Or maybe everything just looks so good now that it doesn't matter. And it's just more FPS. Or just more shaders. Maybe, you know, they'll make the high fidelity assets for console anyway, because the resolution's that high. And then they'll just dump more shaders on PC. Or they'll push you to 8K. Surely not 8K. Who's do- <laughs> really who's doing that? 4K though, perhaps, yeah. Maybe it'll be 4K 60, 4K 120 on PC. 120 will be the new 60.
0: I've heard 120 is a big difference.
1: Yeah, I have been using monitors that only go up to sixty for basically forever, actually. So I've never used a high refresh rate monitor. What a waste! Yeah, I should try it. Maybe it'll improve my. <laughs> Maybe it'll improve my Warzone play.
0: You know it will. Have you not seen the the marketing? It will. <laughs>
1: Worth it. Worth it. Get me that thirty ninety.
0: We were Lost Levels Club We still are Lost Levels Club Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes Please,
1: please, please
0: You can find us on email
1: Mike.and.ting At LostLevels.club On Twitter At Lost
0: Levels Club On Twitch As Lost Levels Club Anywhere else
1: Reddit slash r slash lost levels club. So, Michael,
0: what are you grateful for today?
1: I am grateful for victory, victory, victory over mouth clicks, total victory through the application of superior science. Long story short, I discovered there is software to remove mouth clicks, like specialized software that removes mouth clicks. <laughs> And I bought it. How effective? Basically, boop, mouth clicks gone. It's amazing. It basically removes like 95% of the mouth clicks in like two minutes. So, you know, I'm still fiddling with it because I only just got it. I I got it just before editing the previous app, in fact. So in the previous app, there are very few to no mouth clicks. I'm actually worried that I de-mouth clicked a bit hard and like <laughs> removed some like <laughs> words as well. But you know, it's a delicate balance. So we'll see. I'll be fiddling with some settings. But yes, turns out there is specialized professional audio repair software that removes mouth clicks because sometimes the talent has a clicky mouth, like Ting and me, to be fair. And you just got to throw science at the problem. Science! So Michael says bye. Bye-bye.